Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I know I said this before, but that is a really badass intro. What's up, folks? My name is Sean Waltman. You might know me as the 123Kid, 6Pac, or X-Pac, and you are watching X-Pac 12360 on AfterBuzz TV Network. This is the first episode, and I want to introduce you to my beautiful co-host, Christy Olson. Why, thank you so much. No, thank you. I really, really need you here with me. Well, I am so excited to be here with you. I can't wait to hear some stories. I know we are going to talk to some of your friends. Man, I just can't even believe that I'm sitting here next to you, man. Oh, stop. Flattering <laughs> will get you everywhere. We only have to do this for the first episode, I promise. Mm-hmm. And, and also, <laughs> can't forget the man in the booth, our producer, yeah. Jimbo Slice. What's up, Jimbo? What up, Sean and Christy? How y'all doing in the booth? Hey. Or in the studio? I'm in the booth. You're in the studio. You know what I mean. And now that we have that report on where everyone's located, back to you, Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> was that good? Was that okay? It was fantastic. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you are so good at that. <laughs> well, thank you. I think we're going to get better. How, how do you feel? This is your first show, your first time doing big interviews. And, I, and obviously, you've been the subject of many interviews. But to actually talk to these guys and to be the face of the show, how are you feeling about it? Well, that's just it. I've been a guest on so many people's podcasts. Uh, TV shows, radio shows. I've been uh, I've been a secondary member of a radio show, but I've never been the one in the driver's seat. And thank God I have you here with me. Uh, and here's the thing: uh, sometimes I'm be inter- like today. Later later on, I'll be in- interviewing, or we will be interviewing my dear friend and uh, Wolfpack member Scott Hall. And it's so much different. Um, when somebody's interviewing a friend, somebody they've known for years, mm-hmm. travel down the road with, as opposed to, uh, you know, somebody I I don't really know, and so uh, sometimes it might be a little bit difficult, and and uh, it it just it's more of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, when, I think those are those are going to be our greatest ones. I'm already predicting. I think you're correct. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I want to know what else you've been up to lately. You dropped a little tidbit before we went on air that I purposely didn't ask for more details about, so I could ask you right now. You were at the Misfits rehearsal yesterday. Oh yeah. Is that right? That's yes. Kind of a big deal, Sean. There's some like there's some younger people that might not be familiar with the Misfits, but anybody that that follows 
punk rock and really they were the 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 father of uh of like the horror punk genre the misfits um and glenn danzig broke off and did his own thing uh, and uh, experienced a lot of success on his own but um the last time they were together was in 1984. Wow. yeah and so like the the big reunion this year is uh like the big hype is for the Guns N' Roses reunion, but honestly, like just as big a deal to so many people is the Misfits reunion because it's been over 30 years. So what's your connection with those guys? They're huge wrestling fans. Of course they are. Yeah, and, and Glenn's a friend of mine. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I tweeted out I was going to be at the rehearsal and I got so many people, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like this would be my dream and just... Uh, it's easy to take that for granted when you're friends with these people. Oh, for sure. But um, it's pretty effing cool. Well, so you know <laughs> I have to ask for some sneak peeks into the tour. Like, what did you see at the show? At what show? The Misfits? Yeah. It was their rehearsal. It was, it, they, they, they're playing Riot Fest in, uh, in Denver on Sunday, mm-hmm. and they're playing a show in Chicago. And so they're not doing a reunion tour. They're doing some reunion shows. Okay. And if they work out, then I think they're open to doing more shows. But Glenn's not down for touring anymore. Yeah. A lot of people just don't want to tour anymore. Just go do shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Well, so those guys, obviously, they haven't gotten together since 1984. Right. But you and your buddies hang out a lot more often than that, I think, right? <laughs> you were with them recently at Stockton College? Yeah, last week. You know, honestly, a lot of people think, I don't know, did you see The Table for Three on the network with the three of us? Yes, but you know what? It's been a long time. It was, anyways, it was really good. And, and um, uh, we talked about that. A lot of people think, okay, well, they're getting us together for the first time in, in a long time. But right. no, we were just with each other like the week before that, you know, in Cleveland. And, uh, and so I was with Kevin and Scott last weekend in Stockton Con. And that, that's like a Comic Con the Stockton version, and we just killed. Like I was, I was telling you earlier, we were just raking cash left and right. And it was, it was a point where everybody else, you know, uh, that was appearing there was just sitting there with nobody at their table. Aww. Just stragglers coming up here and there. It was, you kind of feel bad for them, but I'm, like I said, we were too busy making money to feel too bad for anybody else. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, so those that's a busy day, right? You're just sitting talking to a lot of fans. Yes. Do you have time to go around and see the rest of the expo or meet any? Are you interested in any of the other stars that are there ever? Oh, totally. You know, I'm a big fan of Michael Dorn, who was there, who plays Worf, Klingon uh, oh, Worf yeah. in Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, big fan of, I'm a big fan of Star Trek. So I was happy to see he was there. And Adrian Barbeau, who's been in a lot of... Like, you know, um, uh, John Carpenter movies, like uh, uh, Escape from New York, sorry. Oh, okay. Escape from New York. Uh, she was in Swamp Thing. She was in, I was telling you earlier, she was in Carnival, wow. the, the series on HBO. But nobody was really at the table, you know. And, and we had a line that was, I mean, it was out the door. It well, literally was. Did you get her autograph, being a fan? No. No? I'm a little bit shy. The, the truth Aww. is this. People laugh at me when I say that, but I, and people might take it the wrong way. Like I'm either like standoffish, stuck up, or think I'm too cool for school. But really what it is, is I'm shy to go up to people a lot of times. That is, it's really that strange is kind of unbelievable. To, for people to hear that. Yeah. But I've, I'm, a, I'm a natural introvert. 
Totally. Yeah. I, I, like when I was younger, I was deathly afraid to speak in, in, in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. And I still am kind of. But and but like explaining that to you and and to everybody else helps me to actually speak in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. so, well, it must be a little different when you get into the ring, right? It's way different. Yeah. Because okay, when I okay, like I'll use an example. When I was younger, and I didn't have as much to talk about, so I was I didn't have that confidence on the mic. Mm -hmm. But when I got in the ring, I was as competent as anybody in the WWF mm -hmm. slash WWE. So I. Uh, it took a long time for the confidence to get there and just to have actually something real to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you're making stuff up to talk about, it just doesn't <laughs> sound as authentic. Well, I think a lot of people maybe don't realize that you still do quite a bit of wrestling. I right? Do. Did you had a show recently? It was, uh, it was the Friday before Stockton Con. We were in San Francisco. It was for all pro wrestling. There oh, was that a was hell a big of a crowd. One. Yeah, it was yeah. packed. And, um, uh, and there were several people on the show that you might recognize. Uh, Chris Masters, oh, yeah. Brian Cage from Lucha Underground, yeah. MVP. Um, oh, Joey Ryan, my opponent. We were in a tag oh, match. Oh, he is an interesting gentleman, Joey Ryan. We've had him here at AfterBuzz TV as well. Yeah. Did you uh, have to take one of those infamous moves? Tell me all about it. What move is that, Christy? I believe he calls it the um, the penis suplex. Got her to say penis. <laughs> <laughs> and on yeah! our first show already. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I took it. And that you took it. I took it well. Oh. <laughs> now I don't really know where to go from here. I know, right? Where <laughs> well, do you did go? he have to talk you into it? Or you're a fan of his, right? Yeah, no, actually, I was, it was my idea. Is that wrong for me to say? <laughs> I think it's I'm okay. like, okay, look, anything that gets a good reaction, mm -hmm. I'm all down, I'm down for it. And hey, that was what got the reaction in that match. And so we worked, we built the whole match around that. <laughs> and it worked. It was great. It was fantastic. Well, it must be new for someone like you who's had so many years in the ring to do something for the first time. You know what I mean? I'm guessing that was the first time you've been... In, in a public setting. <laughs> in a public setting. No, seriously. Um, yeah, it's hard to, for me to come up with things I haven't done yet. And that was a first. Mm -hmm. So I had to do it at least once. Yeah. What the hell, right? <laughs> hey, and I'm sure we'll all be able to see And I'm a YouTube. big fan of Joey Ryan's. Yeah. Huge fan. Like, I've been a big fan of Joey since we did WSX, World uh, Wrestling Society X on MTV. Mm -hmm. And uh, Joey was a team with a guy named Disco Machine, and they were called That 70s Team. And they were great. I loved it. That's so, cool. Big fan of his. And I think you were telling me earlier he was a fan of mine. Like, he never told me that, what, the, what you told me earlier about, like, making uh what was it the blockbuster oh well, that was you jimbo oh yes yeah, he he used to use your name as like a dummy account when he worked at blockbuster to rent videos without other people knowing wow that's so funny to me like when i hear things like that it's pretty cool you know that's a juicy so, tidbit yeah. and also you were out in europe doing some wrestling you tagged up with the legendary grado tell me about that because i'm such a huge fan of his i saw him on the vice documentary about British wrestling, and ever since then, I've just been like, this guy's amazing. He is. He's the Scottish, or you, or I, I would say the UK Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, UK version, 2015, 16. And 
Uh, the people just love him. I, it's hard for me to even explain Jimbo uh, much about him if you've never seen if you've, you've seen Grado? Him I'm not familiar with, no. Christy Olsen? You've never seen Grado? I'm, hey, I'm watching like nine hours of WWE a week at this point. Mm. I mean, NXT, the Total Divas is coming back. I, the, my my how do we TV explain, schedule is, is How do we explain busy. Grado here, Jimbo? I think Dusty is a great comparison. Dusty it is, is a great one. He's just like Dusty and like Eugene put together makes Grado, I would say, because he's such a super fan. And he, he lets that show in his wrestling and he gets really excited. But at the same time, yeah, he just like he's dancing. and He comes out to Madonna like a prayer. That's oh, I, right. I love that. Here's the deal. A lot of people uh, might not know. Uh, there was a legal battle at, at one point uh, where uh, Madonna's people threatened like legal action uh, against Grado for using uh like a prayer and there was this huge petition online uh to either madonna or to her people to let grado use a song and so um apparently it worked because he's still using the song <laughs> or he it, just said forget you madonna or something what like you that do? Right. right anyways it's just really cool because he gets it he gets it it's this is showbiz that's awesome yeah well, if you're ready, I've got a little bit of uh, pro wrestling news here. Wow. Can we roll into Always some Always ready news? for a little pro wrestling news. All right. Ah. Uh, ah, uh, okay. We'll get there All right, guys. We have got a few juicy stories for you this week, and this first one comes from WWE.com. I will always tell you the source. I know some of the AfterBuzz fans get on me for um, reading too many dirt sheets and that kind of a thing, but I will always let you know if these are rumors. And this is a fact. Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar rematch announced for September 24th live event in Chicago. The Beast and the Viper are going to war again just more than a week after a controversial TKO loss to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Randy Orton confirmed on Twitter that he will receive a rematch against the Conqueror at the WWE live event in Chicago, Illinois on Saturday, September 24th. The match at SummerSlam was, of course, Lesnar's most savage performance since returning to WWE in 2012 and one of the most agonizing defeats for the apex predator in some time the beast laid into orton with a barrage of strikes that busted him open and forced wwe officials to call the match off we all know orton got 10 staples but he's going to get his chance at brock lesnar again on september 24th on a live event on a house show yeah. not for television not for pay-per-view and as far as we know right now not for the network, right? No, a lot of times when these house shows get a big name added, there are rumors that it'll turn into a network special, and we haven't heard any of that regarding this event. So, I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have to be in Chicago to see this go down. Uh, as of right now. As of I mean, now, yes. Who knows what they'll, I mean, you know, we were talking about this earlier, Christy, and, you know, um, that they might do a network special. Mm -hmm. or that, that was like a little bit of a buzz about that. Yeah, well, people want to see this for sure. Well, I think it would be good if they if they uh, played some of the the house shows, the live feed of the house shows on on the network. Um, there's, I, we were talking about this. A lot of things we're talking about earlier, but I want to share them with <laughs> you people at home. Let's just be uh, honest. We had yeah. a, we had a couple takes. This yes. is our first time. So, the thing about. Um, 
that I was telling you about the the house shows and how before they were um, before they videotaped all of them, which they do know. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you're aware of that, but every single live event there's a camera there that that tapes it so okay. it can be viewed. Uh, and that wasn't the case back in the you know in the 90s. Uh, so uh, I was I was explaining to Christy that there are probably a dozen ladder matches that are as good or better than the WrestleMania 10 ladder match um, uh, that they they had a practice run of, you know, on the house shows leading up to WrestleMania. And those matches will never be seen. Uh, they're only uh, left to our memories. Because, that's, that's sad yeah, almost from a fan's point of view. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. Well, you so, got to see it, so. I did. I got to see a, <laughs> several of them. Well, I will keep you and everyone else posted as to whether that live event in Chicago will become a network special or not. Meanwhile, one thing, another thing we may or may not see on the WWE in the future, and this comes from Forbes magazine, headline is, WWE has not completely shut the door on a Daniel Bryan return to the ring. I know everyone's going to be excited about this. After an explosive and entertaining promo cut by The Miz on Daniel Bryan, this week's edition of the SmackDown Live post-show, Talking Smack, the pro wrestling community went into an excited frenzy that fueled plenty of discussion. That talk has not calmed down. Daniel Bryan, the SmackDown general manager, was the subject of a brutal promo from The Miz, who called him a coward for not wrestling anymore. The verbal assault led to Bryan walking off the set in the middle of the show. The Miz was responding to criticism from Bryan, who said that The Miz was wrestling like a coward. Now, this is where it gets interesting, guys. The exchange between Miz and Bryan went better than expected and also was purposely done to generate buzz about Bryan and fans' desire for him to return to the ring and compete. Brian retired recently due to an increased risk of major injury. And again, we've been hearing a lot of rumors that WWE is maybe looking at him returning. But on the dirt sheets, they say that WWE wants to tease that. They want us to think that, but that an actual return is unlikely. Daniel Bryan, meanwhile, keeps telling everyone that he's been cleared by every other doctor besides the ones at WWE. And I guess we just have to kind of wait and see if this will materialize. What do you think? Uh, well, the first thing I have to say about that is, you know, first, I didn't see it live. I because I wasn't aware that they had, they had that smack talk. Yeah, that's after. a new thing, and it's going over well. Okay. And so I heard about it secondhand, and then I went back and watched it. And if that was a work, they worked me along with the... A lot of other people, and I'm still not sure if I buy that. Uh, however, the buzz that that came from it, uh, you know, obviously they're trying to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really don't know. Like, look, it could, it's 50-50 with me. Yeah, they could have planned it, or or it, they could just be, you know, covering their ass on, on trying to, you know, because, look, I've heard that there's a, there's a, certain part of the dressing room that's like kind of you know goes with Miz on on some oh. of that stuff and, oh, okay. and then one you know a certain camp that kind of sides with with Brian on that oh so that's they, what I they heard. divided the locker room that's what I heard I could be wrong I, that is what I heard oh well that, <laughs> that's a very interesting yeah. addition to our story well Sean. I mean there's a lot of guys 
Well, there's a lot of guys that come up uh, and got there because of that hard-hitting style they worked before mm -hmm. they got there. You know, and then, like, see, here's the thing. Like, Brian mentioned something about the soft WWE style before it changed. I never worked that style. You sure didn't. No. No. And a lot of guys, I, I, I take exception to that mm -hmm. part. Because um, my body and my x-rays and MRIs and CAT scans will uh, will tell a different story than some supposed soft style we were, we were working. Anyways, um, I didn't really understand um, where... The, like I said to you earlier, to what end were they doing that? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, and the fact that they're even considering allowing Daniel back in the ring is, is huge news mm -hmm. to me because they were absolutely 100% not open to that idea, no matter what the other doctor said. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not the doctor. Right. Well, we, we know for sure. The one thing we do know is that Daniel Bryan wants more than anything to be in the ring. And I'm sure he'll yes. keep pushing it. And I, uh, it's fingers crossed. so tough. It's so tough when you have your, I mean, what you've done all your life. It's not just your job. It's your life. Uh, I mean, we're married to, our, to this industry. So it's like, that's what makes it so hard for, you know, for spouses, girlfriends, and that, because we're really married to the business. Yeah. And they have to come second. Mm -hmm. And to have that taken from you, uh, you know, and you're, you have to quit, you have to retire, and not on your terms is is got to be brutal. I haven't, I probably should have retired a long time ago. <laughs> I just, I'm, I can't get myself to do it. I just oh, love it too much. He's still got a few penis suplexes in Exactly. <laughs> I think this could have gone so many different ways. It was great to hype up people to tune in to Talking Smack because now they're like, oh, man, what can happen next week on Talking Smack? That's true. I don't really – I think they're teasing bringing Brian back to kind of, like, get footage and content for Total Bellas. Like, because now with that going on and Maurice is on Total Bellas this season, that they could have – their interaction of like, hey, what what was your problem talking like that to my man kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a great way to bring Samoa Joe up to defend all the indie guys and be like, all right, Miz, like, well, I went and got one of my friends from the bingo halls that's not going to be cowardly in the ring with you. Here's Samoa Joe. Wow. You, uh, do you think that's a good idea or you think that's where they're going with this? Uh, a little bit of both. I, think I would have I, never thought that, but I oh. think it's a good idea. I would have just never thought that's where they were going with it. Well, I just didn't want to be the first person to mention Total Bellas and annoy everybody. I'm not saying so I'm, I'm right, Jimbo. I'm just saying it's not something I ever would have thought of. What? Why wouldn't? Like, why is that so out of your? Ballpark? Just when you I think? just never thought of it. That's. All. <laughs> <laughs> but you think it's a good idea? Well, because here's the thing. I just. When I saw the whole thing in the first place, I was just like, "What? Where are they going with this? And how are they going to turn this into a, you know, putting asses in seats, selling tickets, or, or you know, selling stuff?" Right. Well, actually, I guess something like that might entice somebody to buy the network for nine ninety nine. I heard they're changing the price. Is that true? Oh, that has. I have not. That heard that. I have oh not no! Read I know what it was. It was in Germany when I was there. Somebody was complaining to me because they raised the price a dollar or something, and I'm oh. like, "Are you kidding me? It's if they ra if they doubled the price, it would still be the best 
entertainment value for $10 in the entire world. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not just because I'm biased. It's 100% true. Amen. It is. It's ridiculous. Well, one guy that people can definitely see on the WWE Network, Bill Goldberg. And this story comes from TMZ.com. Bill Goldberg wheels in motion for a WWE return. Get ready for a snowball in hell, because sources tell TMZ Sports pro wrestling legend Bill Goldberg is in talks with WWE honchos after a possible return to the squared circle. It's huge news considering Goldberg hated Vince McMahon when he left WWE back in 2004 and repeatedly vowed to never work for the company again. But Goldberg recently struck a deal to appear in the WWE 2K17 video game, and sources tell us the two sides are now talking about expanding their working relationship. When TMZ caught up with Goldberg and asked him about it, he said he would entertain an offer if company officials wanted to make a deal. His rep, however, had no comment. So this one has been rumored for a long, long time. People even thought that maybe Goldberg was going to come out at SummerSlam and save Randy Orton. So this would not be a surprise, right? The only thing I can say is, why not? Yes. It's win-win for both sides. Who cares about the past? You know, no, nobody in wrestling should ever say the word never. Because everybody ends up eating that particular word. And Goldberg's not going to be any different. Neither is CM Punk, eventually. So, um, Bill, I, I think you should get back in the WWE. I'm 100% behind that because they're like, okay, when WCW uh, closed the doors and they were uh, absorbed by WWE, millions of people quit watching wrestling because there was a, millions of people that just like WCW. Mm -hmm. And Bill was, you know, uh, he was the biggest star there. And uh, so it just, it makes sense. It makes sense. He's a huge star. Mm -hmm. He's a good guy, too. Good guy. Yeah. I wonder if he can handle a match with Brock Lesnar, though, like they're teasing. Do you think he can? I I don't know. I mean, Bill's always been, like, that guy that worked like Brock Mm -hmm. and did that to other people. I wonder if he can take it. (laughs) Well, we shall see. I'll keep you posted. Suplex City, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we got to turn now to maybe a little bit of a sad story. Sorry to bring us down. This one comes from the okay. heavy Finn Balor injury update. When will he return? WWE superstar Finn Balor recently underwent surgery following his SummerSlam injury, and we have now received an unfortunate update regarding his status. As it turns out, Balor's surgery was more complicated than originally thought. It was meant to be one hour, but ended up taking four hours. And in a video posted to the WWE's YouTube channel, Balor says that any hopes of returning in four months have been crushed, and he will likely be gone for at least six months. He says, quote, never in my life has six months felt like such a long time. I don't really know how I'm going to cope with being out of the ring for that long. The full extent of the injuries have also now been revealed. Balor experienced a 180-degree labrum tear. When his shoulder was dislocated, he tore off about half of a tendon in his arm. The injury, of course, took place during Balor's match against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, specifically when Rollins threw Balor into the barricade. And now he will be out for quite some time. uh, Some of his injuries are are similar or the same as the injuries I... I received in uh, in October of last year that I'm still not 
had a chance to, to get fixed. Oh my. Um, the difference between uh, Fergal, for Finn, I about called him Fergal, because that's his name, <laughs> um, is I'm at the end of my career, and he's still in, you know, pretty much the beginning, and I can get by like this and still do my four or five greatest hits in the ring. Two spin kicks, a Bronco Buster, um, an X Factor, and tell everybody I got two words for you. That's all they want to see from me. But but Balor's a different story. So, um, and just the fact that the wellness policy will not let you work hurt anymore. Right. And, uh, and that, but um, I was texting with, with, uh, with Balor early, well, yesterday, actually. Oh. And uh, he was just telling me the same thing, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's telling him, you, you know, four months, six months, 222, 21, what's the difference? I mean, it seems like a long time right now, but trust me, like, as you get older, that time really flies, you know, the, just your perception of time. And, and um, I don't know if his family is here. Yeah, him. I was wondering that. It must be quite lonely if he has to sit well, up in his house I don't, all alone. I'm here. not sure about that, but you know, after he might, you know, that's that's four four to six months might actually go by like that because mm -hmm. you're spending some time with the family finally. Yeah, that was that was the problem. The, the back in my era, we had to get hurt to get time off. You know, so um, even though we weren't trying to get hurt or we weren't. Uh, you know, um, whatever. When we finally did get hurt and we had to, you know, had to take time off, mm -hmm. um, it was kind of a relief. You know, well, you're bummed because you're not making money back then. Because when what? you got, when you were out back then, you didn't get, you didn't just didn't make money. There was no guarantee. So that part sucked and it was kind of scary. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit different now. There's still that safety net of a, of a minimum guarantee guys make. Mm -hmm. But the, the difference between that and what you make when you're on the road is so big. Difference. Yeah. And uh, I was telling you a story about my, uh, Randy Savage. And, and one of my favorite things that he told me um, was let the competition eliminate themselves, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, damn it. I was, you know what I was thinking about that comment when we were talking about Kevin Owens? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so now we're talking about Kevin Owens, we're talking yes. about Finn Balor. Do you keep in touch with a lot of the current guys? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But I'm not I'm not going to tell you exactly who because I don't want to put any heat on them. <laughs> oh, I assume maybe <laughs> a couple we'll find of them, out eventually. Like Kevin Owens and, and, and Balor, they're both uh, high up enough now that they can handle the heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you congratulate him on Absolutely. his universal title win? Absolutely. He, uh, um, Kevin basically just kept it like this. He just said, man... I'm just like, he's just on cloud now. He's, it's still really surreal to him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and just really happy for the guy. Who was it, Jimbo? Was that you that was telling me he was in the right place at the right time? Yeah, it seemed like Sami Zayn got brought up, wrestled John Cena, got injured. Then they put Kevin Owens in that spot and he flourished. Uh, Finn Balor gets hurt. They're just like, put Kevin Owens in that spot, give him the title and let him go again. So it seems like he's the right place at the right time, soaking up all this opportunity as much as he can. That's where the let the competition eliminate themselves comes into play. Mm -hmm. Is you know guys are gonna get hurt, you're not okay. So the guys get the guy gets hurt. Okay, we got Kevin. 
Now, you might not be the first pick. It's kind of like Brett back in the day when Brett was a champion. You know, Vince, like, wanted to make everybody else but Brett the champion. But when, like, Lex Luger didn't work, oh, good, we got a good old standby, we got Brett. You know, things like that. And which might, some guys might not like that. I, I can imagine how Brett wouldn't like that, but I wouldn't mind it at all being that guy that could always count on when uh, plan A doesn't work. I'll be plan B any day of the week. So <laughs> That would have been another good name for you. Yeah, plan, plan B. B. All right. Well, folks, thank you for listening to my stories. This has been your Xbox 12360 Wrestling News Report with Christy Olson. And if you guys have a juicy scoop or you want some more scoop, you can always hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Christy Reports. Tremendous. You're so yeah, good at that. That was fun. I'm so glad you're well, th here. Thank you for, for letting me talk that long. I appreciate it. <laughs> talk uh, as long as you want. Well, and I think we're going to get into a little conversation with Scott Hall here pretty soon. Is that right? Yes. Yes? All yeah. right. Let's get to you. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm too excited. Let's go take a break real quick, and then we'll come back with Scott. All right. Let's do it. We'll be right back on the Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty Show with Scott Hall. <laughs> Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. Joining us now, he is a WWE Hall of Famer, one of the founding members of the NWO, and a multi-time Match of the Year award winner, plus a notorious sushi lover. Guys, please welcome to the show, Scott Hall. The lovely Christy Olsen, my co-host here, Scott. Hey, hey yo. Hi, Christy. She's hey, really hey, Boxster. <laughs> nice to cyber meet you. Uh, it's about time, Pac, you finally had a show. You've been doing radio big time for a long time around Tampa. I'm glad you finally, like, moved full-time behind the mic. Well, yeah, it has been, it's, it's something that, um, you know, You've I've been, been wanting to do. Yeah, I've been wanting to do, Scott. Anyways, yeah. my brother... From another mother. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that one. That's no, I can't one, either. Right? <laughs> Fuck. Scott Hall, everybody. flag, just brutal. Oh, no, that's all right. That's all right. We're going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I've done so. I love to hear you laugh. You must be in Cali because I love hearing you laugh. I am in Cali. I love yeah. it here. I'm yeah. back home. So, hey, man, I've done, I've, I've guessed it on so many other people's uh radio shows podcasts so it's time for me to have my own i shy away from podcasts unless it's someone that I, is a buddy system of mine i like doing radio like i like doing local radio and markets and stuff particularly where i live like you had tampa nailed down when you were there yes the mike called to cowhead show yeah show that was tampa. great and you gained a lot of fans over that because you did you know you exposed some sides of you people knew you as a wrestler you exposed you know, you as a human being, and I think you helped a lot of people. So way to I go, buddy. So. Well, I mean, if I can, that's really cool. I mean, it's just like you, Scott. I, you know, uh, it's, it's our stories, it just our stories, and we're still here and just telling our stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. defied a lot of odds makers. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on, man? No, that was, the, that was the Cowhead show that I was on that time with you 
fresh out of rehab, and I, the one guy had picked me in his Deadpool that year. Oh, yes, Angry Gary. So, so I got to see him like, hey, bro, you're in my Deadpool. Be waiting for you in the parking lot. Yeah, the, the, the show that I did in, in, uh, in Tampa, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, one of the segments they had on there was, was one where they would have a Deadpool, and they would pick celebrities, and, uh, and if somebody died, they would, get in a, they would get a certain amount of points anyways. One of the guys on the show, they, he picked Scott. And uh, part of me is flat. Hey, I was living a lifestyle at that time that certainly deserved being noted. You know, I mean, if there's, you know, I'm glad that I'm not, I wasn't really that mad at the guy. I thought, hey, no, cool. and, and the funny at thing, least, at least he was paying enough attention to me that he knew I was out of control. And the, the funny thing is, is when he knew you were coming in the studio, he was like, Hoping, just really hoping I wouldn't tell him, uh, tell you he picked you for the Deadpool show. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, then you have to, right? Of course. Because we have to make things as uncomfortable and awkward for people as humanly possible. It's, yes. it's, it's been serving us pretty well so far. It's what we do. <laughs> right, let's hold some people down. So, Christy, you got any questions? For my man here, Scott. Well, hey, Scott. Christy here. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Doing great, thank Doing you. Great. Well, you were telling us a little bit before we got on air about taking a week off from working out, and this really interests me. I want to hear more about sitting around eating cookies instead of going to the gym, because that sounds like a really, well, the only really it's good only idea. A, it's only a vacation if you're re regularly working out the rest of the year. I try to do something at least six days a week. You know, I'm not busting my ass like I was when I was younger, but I still go in and do something. So. There comes, you know, every six months or something, when I feel a little burnout, I like to just veg. I still eat really clean. And because of my buddy Dally, Dally Diamond Dallas Page, now I'm totally eating organic stuff. I've, I've, I'm drinking the, I've, I have drank the Kool-Aid from the DDP Yoga cult. He's got me eating. I, don't, I haven't bought organic veggies yet, but I still buy all organic uh, meats. But, uh, I feel refreshed when I just lay around, veg out, watch TV, eat clean for about a week, then go back to the gym. I feel stronger. I feel like it propels me forward instead of sometimes I feel like I get in a rut, like when I'm just like a soldier ant marching, marching, marching. Sometimes I got to take a break. Hey, Scott, have you, um, have you heard anything about or read anything about the paleo diet? Uh, I've heard that term, but I'm not sure I know what it means. I don't I mean, know what's it mean. Well, they're not so much into the, uh, you know, eliminating all carbs necessarily, but right. like, you know, um, grains, a lot of the grains are eliminated and, and that. Anyways, I don't want to get off onto that, but it's, I've been eating like that a lot lately and I cut out all the sugary drinks. I'm, I'm only drinking water right now. Not even like tea or anything, just straight up water, Good. which is a real big change for me. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Yeah, man, I feel. Yeah, really last good. time I saw you, you looked a lot leaner. I mean, I'll see you coming up here this weekend. This weekend, yeah, yeah. So we're this this weekend. Uh, Scott, Kevin, and I are managing the what are they called the the, the, the Bridgeport, Bridgeport Bluefish, Bluefish oh, brother. The yes. bridge the Bridgeport Bluefish. They're a AAA team for maybe the Yankees. I want to say I'm not sure. I don't know, but I just I read something this morning in uh, Yahoo Sports, and I read. You know, I tweeted it out, so that's pretty cool. Well, you guys got like a game plan? Is this your first time doing this? Oh, do well, we we're, we're, the game plan will be let's score more runs than the other guys, <laughs> brother. You know, something like that, brother. Brother. 
Yeah, just let's try to score more runs than they do, then we win. So, Christy, last last week we were at Stockton Con. I saw some photos, yeah. yeah. We killed it there, huh? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I got called from the guy that worked with Kev and I on a couple other deals. The thing is the, that's the thing to do to me, those cons. I still like going to the small-time wrestling shows, but the cons are fun, and you, they treat you better, and you get to travel, like, internationally and do them. It's kind of yeah. cool. Because yeah, you'll find, for, for us, especially in our era, we're bigger in Europe than we were in the U.S. There's a different, they treat you better in Europe. Hmm. Well, they so, treated us pretty good in Stockton, and the people did. I feel bad sometimes, and I say sometimes, but I get over it quick, Scott. When we come into a, a convention of any kind, it's like a big vacuum cleaner sucking up all the money. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody you, gives us the stink hey. eye. All well, the other celebrities. You're saying you feel bad for the other vendors, the other people who are there. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, hey, I feel grateful. I feel grateful that people even remember who I am and that they will line up and wait in line for hours to come up and tell me how cool I am and take a picture with me. I have time for that. I got time. All for day that. long. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I used to can only last about two hours, and then I got sick of me. But Kev has rubbed off on me where he's like, no, I'm telling you, wait it out, man. Wait it out. It pays off. <laughs> so now I've been able to sit there four or five hours, six hours, and it does pay off. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. And the, the thing I'm grateful for is not only do I have the NWO to fall back on and go do the appearances with you and Kev, but, you know, I got the DX thing. I can yeah, that do something hurt. with Billy Gunn, too. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for the click. Yeah. Click still rules. It does rule. How many times do you think during those meet and greets you have to give the sign while taking a picture with somebody? Do they ask you almost every time? I just I, automatically I, I do I encourage it. them to do it. I encourage fans to do it because I want to remind them where it came from because there's a lot of kids out there now who have no idea where it came from. So let's just remind them. That's I, a good I think it's really cool. I think it's, I think it's cool. It's the most recognized hand signal in wrestling. And I think the NWO shirt was probably the most recognized shirt back in the day. Well, I mean, when you I think watch... even still today. Well, when you watch Raw and you look uh, opposite a hard camera, I'm always seeing a, probably like five or six uh, NWO shirts in the crowd. Every time. Cool. I'm sure there's way more than that. Cool, because I still get a cut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, finally, thank you. Well, are you guys under, how does it work with WWE now that you kind of have these legends contracts? Is that right? Are you indebted to them? Can they tell you what to do, what not to do? You're still getting the checks. How, how does it go? Yeah, what about, yeah, uh, they don't really tell me what to do, but what about you, Scott? No, I th um, they've been really cool with me. The, all they want to know is a little notice. If, if I... If it's a big wrestling, like when WrestleMania is coming up or like Royal Rumble's coming up, if I'm making an appearance for somebody else, I always give them a heads up if I have appearances scheduled with them just to say, is there any way you can work around these appearances, you know, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a nice payday for me. So whenever I talk to Mark Carano there, he's really cool. He just wants to be kept in the loop and given, you know, so I try to always give him that respect. But they've always been cool with me. And then a little love, get, you know, be on their, be on one of their shows or even on just a, a network show just keeps, keeps you relevant again to young kids out there. I mean, there's kids five years old throwing, throwing up click sign. 
And I'm going, and they know about us. Like the kids will talk to me about my matches who weren't born when the match happened. That blows. That still blows me away. When thank you, thank you, WWE Network. Yeah. It's the like, 20 year anniversary of the curtain call at Madison Square Garden and the whole form of the clip. So, yeah, did uh, the guy, one of the guys in the booth, just uh, mentioned and, and reminded me that uh, it's the 20th anniversary of the curtain call. Yeah, really, it yeah. seems like seems like 19 years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I read somewhere where they're making a um, an action figure set, like the curtain call action figure set. Oh Look. wow! I heard a buddy who works for Dally was at the San Diego Comic Con. That's supposed to be the Mac Daddy one. It is, and he and he had a master Bla master blaster cr uh, figure that was in the box backwards. And Typhoon, Big Fred was Fred was there signing. Oh, and you mean Shockmaster? Shockmaster. Yeah, Shockmaster. What I said, Blastmaster. Yeah, the guy. Remember, he's famous for falling through the curtain. Yeah. There's yeah. a niche bunch of people out there who think that's hilarious, and they lined up all day just to buy the action figure. Good for Fred. Yeah, I think. Really good for him. I think man. it's great. So people, at the time that we got a lot of heat for it, well, we didn't because we left, you know. Hunter got all the heat because he stayed there, but now it's like, oh, epic moment in wrestling. At the yes. time, we were hated for doing it. Sacrilegious blasphemy. Vince knew it was going to happen. I, mean, I was I talking to Vince when Sean came in and said, hey, blah, 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 and he went, do you want, the, is it important to you? And he said, yes. And he said, okay, make it happen. He said, I want Razor to come out. It so, and, and I'm, I'm sitting right there. So that's what happened. Well, I wasn't there because I wasn't. Uh, I don't think Vince realized how he thought it was going to come out and be a little thing. Then it turned into a big production because we're all performers. So the people are cheering it and then emotionally people are invested. Some are booing, some are cheering, but everybody's paying attention. So we went with it, you know? Yeah, I would have. I what, like I, what I think is cool is 20 years later, people still talk about it. Like, oh my gosh, thank you. It was such a. It was. And I, I, I'm. Well, know, I, I did. I did, I did that. Then a week later, I came through the crowd on the competition TV, and ooh, did another groundbreaking thing. So I missed a groundbreaker. Was it really that game changer? Was it really that soon after the garden? Yeah, I thought it was the next day, but somebody I saw something where it was actually a week later. Wow. But, so Sean and yeah. Razor, for Kevin from the booth. Go back for, for a second. Am I hearing you correctly that Vince knew about the hug from the click? Yeah, he knew. He knew. What? I mean, he, he. I was in there talking to Vince because Vince had never sold the fact that I was leaving. And the way my contract was structured with WCW, I didn't have to leave. But if I chose to leave, these things were guaranteed to me for for three years. So I didn't have to, but. So finally, Vince summoned me to his office in the garden after the match. They're setting up the cage for Sean and Kev. Me and Triple H have just torn it down. I put them over. And nobody got hurt. So I'm so happy. I'm out of there. Then now Vince wants to talk to me. He didn't say anything the whole time. I gave my notice. I got sus suspended for a drug test. You know, it's like now he wants to talk. And it's like now to me it's too late. But I went in there and because uh, I want to get my checks that are still owed to me. I want to get paid for that match in the garden that night. So I'm, I'm doing everything I'm asked. 
And he goes, damn it, you still work for me. How much does them sons of bitches offer you? And I said, well, Vince, I'm meeting Eric Bischoff like next week. I don't feel comfortable talking about this. I already told him I'm coming to work for him. He goes, how much they offer you? And I told him, he went, whoa. He said, that's pretty good. <laughs> he went, that's pretty good, even when business is good. And business wasn't that good. I mean, that night in the garden was the largest gate ever non-pay-per-view to that point for the WWE in At history. a time when business was really on its ass, too, yeah. still. My, my first match in, in Madison Square Garden as Razor was against Macho, and it was half full. That night, it was sold out. I'm semi-main. Kev's main. We're part of the reason why. I mean, everybody's part of the reason, but, you know, when you're on the top of the card, it kind of falls on you more. And it was like, wow. So, so Vince they... never sold it. I mean, we, on the loop, on the towns and the way out, me and Kev, semi-main, main, sold out buildings, and Vince hasn't said, damn it, what can I do to make you stay here? But he did never... you say that in the moment, though? You know, in that one moment where you told him? I, we told him. It's true. He's on record saying it, and it was true. We would have we would have stayed for less than Turner was offering us. And I'm speaking for Kevin. I, I'd have stayed for less, but I just wanted it guaranteed. And he's like, no. So I'm like, well, you're forcing me out the door, bro. I mean, like, okay, I don't mind being a I don't mind being upper middle. I don't mind being Tito Santana. I'm cool with that. I don't have to have the strap to feel good about me. But I want to be paid. You know, I don't have to win. I'm not Brett. I don't care about winning. I just want to get paid. You and think, he, was, he, he wasn't guaranteeing it, so I Do you moved. think he regrets it now? Oh, yeah, and he came out. I mean, my documentary just came out. It was the latest WWE home DVD. Uh, and thank you again, WWE. Thank you, Vince. And he's on there saying, you know, that he said, he said Scott Hall made a mistake when he left. He goes, Kevin Nash made a mistake also. He goes, you know who made the biggest mistake? Me, I should have never let those guys leave. So that kind of feels good, and everything worked out. I mean, it, for everybody, it did. I don't, no, think, I don't think there's enough TV time for everybody. I mean, no, Brock the fans paid. The fans this. got paid the most from that from that one move. But I never knew that he knew about the. I, it was always folklore that he was. He punished everybody for that hug. Well, he punished the, guys. Be, uh, he punished. Uh, people for that because of the reaction of the boys in the back really i mean that was that seemed like the, the what was the what reaction really set him off what was the reaction sean well i wasn't there i was in oh, i was you... in uh on vacation okay so razor what was the reaction? well i mean i heard of course nobody's saying it to us and if they are i don't care i don't care bro i don't work here anymore i'm so done i don't care but a lot of guys were thought that we were trying to sabotage that company because we were leaving to me, that wasn't it at all. My buddy asked me to come out. He's the man. He's the champ. He asked me to come out. And I felt like, yeah, let me go say goodbye and thank you to these fans in Madison Square Garden because I don't think I'll ever be here again because I'm going down to the B team. I'm going down to WCW where they do things a little bit slower, a little bit less cool, but they pay you guaranteed money. I was at that point in my career when I've already sold out Madison Square Garden. Now I want guaranteed money. And Vince is like, no. And I'm like, bye. So what, So backstage after the hug, what, what goes on backstage? Do you recall? No, we're still hugging. I'm so happy. We just rocked it twice. I mean, I just went out there and put Triple H over in a match that was one of the best matches I ever had. And then 
the, the reaction from the curtain call, I didn't know what was going to happen like that. Me and Sean have had a history in that building. So I came through the cage a little bit like, hey, like, the people don't know. Are we going to fight? Oh, maybe he's staying. I'm going to shoot an angle with Sean. People didn't know. Then he ran up and hugged me. And then Triple H had the balls to come out. Oh. You know, I, that was that was pretty gutsy of him, and he ended up paying for it. Oh, wait, so did Vince know Triple H was go- going back out there for the – I don't know. You have to ask Triple H. Oh, I will. And, I don't know. And the thing is, is it was Sean earlier that asked Vince if, uh, if that could go down, and Vince said something along the lines of, well, if it's, in, if it's important to you, then important okay. To you make it happen, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – that's I, I, like I said, Again, I wasn't there, and so I'm just going by uh, what everybody else tells me on that one. So, wrestling history changed. Thing is, is Vince you know. ended up, you know, I can't give guarantee, and they end up giving everybody a guarantee because of that. So, right, I know that's what's so crazy is now you're well to all the wrestlers out there, you're welcome. And how you're great, how, Scott, well, how great was it when Sean was inducting Kevin and he? Made sure to mention all that in the, in the yeah, induction yeah. speech. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it, was. it feels good. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, these guys right here changed it. You know, right. For everyone sitting out in the crowd with a guaranteed contract right now. Yeah, myself these included. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> the actions of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are the reason why. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be acknowledged for that stuff because it certainly took the heat for it. You know. Yep. What do you guys think would happen if some of the guys try to do something like that today? Well, I, I don't. Th- I don't think anybody does and even imagines doing anything they're not told to do unless they're major, major top guy. And, and all the guys who are on top now have come up through the farm system. So I, I think they are doing what they're told. I don't think anybody's straying off, off script. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And guys that I've talked to about that, they go, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, nobody wants any heat. <laughs> nobody's taking a chance. Sean, nobody's didn't you, didn't you say good. backstage that guys are even afraid to ha- joke and laugh when Sometimes, they make catering? Scott, tell them about the time when we walked into that room and there was a big, I don't know if it was a meeting or what the hell it was going on there. And it, I thought we walked into a funeral. Remember that, a TV? I... I try not to be bitter old timer. You know, I'm not trying to say that it's better or worse than how it was back when I was actively on the road. It's just different. Yeah. You know, I try to cooperate with it because it is the way it is. It's it is what, how they're doing business. So you either adapt or you get left behind. When I've been at a few events for doing something on Raw here and there, they put us in the locker room and guys come to you with the script and the, they're writing my part. It's usually like, hey, yo, I mean. So they're working with me, and I tell the guy I'll do the best I can. I can't promise you I'll say every single word, but, yeah, I, I got you, you know. But the guy, if you come up learning scripts, then you learn, a, then you know how to learn scripts. I didn't come up that way. So I don't have a problem with what they're doing. To the, to the point of the guys not having fun or not, I, that's on them. Exactly. That's, that's, who, that's who you hang around with. I mean, Kurt Hennig broke me in right and taught me how to have fun because – you got to realize you're getting to live your dream. So, you know, any Kurt's saying was wherever I am is the place to be. They, we, we got that from the, uh, from Mike Damone from uh, fast times at Ridgemont high. Yeah. I, I like that. Just wherever yeah. I am is the place to be brother. 
I can just never believe when you guys talk about the old days and the hard partying and that kind of thing, that you're able to maintain the schedule that you were and be on the road constantly while still having these kind of long nights and getting your fun in. How is that humanly even possible? I don't even really know looking back on it. I think, I can't I even think imagine the hard partying and stuff was, uh, was allowing some of us to cope. I mean, when you're blessed enough to be on last, you know, and in main events, you leave the building late. And then you're so excited, you can't really come down. So, I don't know. I wasn't afraid to take some pills and wash them down with 12 or 18 beers <laughs> or, or whatever. Right. So, you know, I think, I don't know. I don't know. No one ever had a gun to my head making me do that, too. Like, you know, it's not the wrestling business that made me do that. I may have been doing that if I had a job pumping gas. I don't know because I only did wrestling, but uh, I think, but I don't think the guys, another thing about me and Kev leaving is now like they don't work a brutal scheduling board. The most they do is about five or six days in a row. Then, I mean, I know they do appearances and stuff, but the schedule's a lot less. The guarantee, the money's guaranteed. They have trainers. And if you're hurt, you're not allowed to work. You know, it's not your decision. They have guys who are going, nope, you can't work. If you do get injured, there's medical staff there that take care of you right away. I mean, everything has progressed. Vince has always modeled, to me, he's always modeled his company after the NFL. And he now he's got his own network. He's, you know, I think he's right on, he's following the NFL path. And he's already more international than the NFL. Hey, hey Scott, have you talked to Sean lately? No. Wow. But I heard that, did, did you hear his idea for the thing in, in Mania? No, uh-uh. All right, well, I can't talk about it. Oh, come oh, on. Please do. Please <laughs> no, I can't oh, want to talk Jesus. about it. Jesus, <laughs> something. You can't do this to us. <laughs> well, there was, a, there was a idea that we were going to do something. Me, Kev, and Eric Bischoff were going to do something. Uh, I think you were going to do something at the Hard Rock Cafe and City Walk in Orlando, since that's where Mania is this year. So... But then there was some talk about maybe Hulkster being involved, which makes it even bigger. But then somebody said, then last time I talked to Kevin, he said, no, I heard from somebody who won't be named, said, no, let's make it a click thing. Yes. So then the whole click would be involved because the one dude, if he can't make it, they're going to drop a giant screen down. And he's going he's to beam it in from wherever he is at the arena doing stuff. So something like that happens would be even cooler. You know? And uh, Sean... Sean already, so he's moving back to, to uh, or, or he's Florida. moving to Orlando. Yeah. That's, that's so, like, I really didn't think I would hear uh, Sean was moving to Orlando and going to get back in the middle of wrestling again. But, I, I, you might miss it. I don't yeah, know. I'm sure, man. Would I'm either, sure. either of you guys consider doing something like that? Well, I... Uh I would love to be part. I would love to be down there. Scott would be really good at it. I don't think I. Ne I don't necessarily think that's my cup of tea. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have my way of teaching, and I don't think it, it, uh, it doesn't really jive with the, with that. Because I never really went to school, and you know, I was never into team sports, and you know, so I don't know that. So, so you never spent a lot of time in a locker room with other guys naked? Yeah, no, so, I mean... Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah, so I that, that, that part. Is that why you hung out so much in the locker room? And it, you'd be on the first match, and you'd have one boot <laughs> off, 
by the time I came in from the main event. So I just assume you're hanging in there cock watching. I don't know what's going on. I always, <laughs> always wanted to bring that out. What the hell's going on there, Pop? Are you, you going to deny or confirm? Uh, no comment. <laughs> you can't you prove it. I, I am what I am. <laughs> in this case, something else I heard that's just interesting is the fact that there was actually discussion well, that Hogan we'll, might we'll come determine back. determine how interesting it is. Well, this part about Hogan potentially being discussed for mania so that means maybe the the hogan ban is be, might be lifted or at least th there's a bit discussion no we were just i think scott was just talking about for our uh for our for, so, for not nothing wwe related gotcha. this would be a private thing we would do do you do you, uh scott you think that they're gonna finally lift the ban at some point before it's i would certainly hope up? so but you know if i would i would hope so i mean if you look at a lot, he's been with him over 30 years. He was at the, I mean, over the 34, 35 year career, like one, one mess up. I don't know, man. I, I would reevaluate the, what he brings to the table. What, okay, here's all the great things you did. The, the, you did this. Yeah, yeah, everybody hated it. But now we forgive you, come back. I mean, I don't know. I, I he lost my... lots of money. I mean, he got he lost his contract. He lost a lot, you know, impacted him financially. It's been hard, you know, it's been devastating for him. Do you still talk to him? Yeah, yeah. When's the last time you talked to Hulk? Well, about two weeks ago. How's he doing, man? I'm sure he's doing pretty good now that the, the lawsuit thing happened. Well, yeah, it's all. I don't want to talk about right. Hulk. You know what I mean? It's his business. But it's just I am, good. I, just, I think fans like know that you're friends. I don't yeah. feel comfortable talking about his life when he's not like in the that's room. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So. Well, let's, tell let's, us a little bit more about your life, sir. Got, who else you got we could bury? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, listen, it, wasn't, it was not about burying him. I, I just like, No, I, think, I didn't mean that. Listen, bring, but, I don't want to bury Hulk. Who yeah, you got? Yeah, no, let's, no. And I think... There it, are plenty of guys I'd be willing but to bury. But I think also... No, I think fans him. also appreciate the fact you're still in touch. You know, and we as oh, fans yeah. love to know that, you, you know, it's like seeing heroes on the screen. You want to know that they're friends, you know? Yeah, for life, you know? For life. I love that. Okay, so there's a question there, and I've, I've asked uh, Sean about this. I want to ask you. I feel like the whole NWO for life thing is real. It is, is real. I, Am I just a big mark? Yes, you're a big mark. <laughs> we all hate each other. We only do it for money. I can't stand these guys. In Stockton, I was counting the minutes down just to get away from him and Kev. It's just it's all about the money, brother. No, I mean, yeah, it is. We, I mean, it's it's like click for life, you know. I mean, I keep having to remind everybody that they go, which one do you like better, the DX or the NWO? And I'm like, how about like the click? We started both. Yeah. So we do rule. Yeah, and that's also very rare with performers, whether it's music, you know, music acts. You think of the Stones. You think of think of all the, you know, and uh, it's very rare. The Friends, the cast of Friends is pretty tight, but it's very rare, you know. But to see that, it's you know, I know as a fan, we love know we love knowing that. But I think it's special. Pac, Pac, have you been watching the current product? Who do you like on the current? I roster? watched a bit of Raw last night. Yeah, I watched some of it too. I was happy for Kevin Owens. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that much of it. They put Kevin Owens. I was yeah. thinking that though. They really like him too. Why not push him? Right? Yeah, it was actually it was it was. Was it who put, him, who put him over Rollins? Yeah, but Kevin? what happened was Paul hasn't been on TV since Mania. Right. And he came out and, and uh, he double-crossed Rollins. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it was good, man. It oh, good, good, good. Yeah, that's good. Did you watch? Did you watch SummerSlam or NXT? Yeah, yeah. I watched SummerSlam. How about the Nakamura? Man, I'm I'm really. Like, I missed. It. He's he's over like Rover. I haven't seen that part yet. We were on. I was traveling back from Stockton. Like, I mean, I get in like at six thirty in Atlanta and just, you know, I just watched uh, SummerSlam. I didn't watch NXT. So yeah, Nakamura. He's over like crazy. Imagine that a Japanese dude that over in America. Right. Do you what, Scott? Like. I'm thinking like he could be the first guy, like Japanese or just foreign guy, that could be kind of like the man. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I, why he's, not? Why right. not? He's 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 already the man in NXT. That's kind of how they determine it. Like when you're coming through the system. I mean, if you look at Rollins, who's NXT champ, boom, the WWE champ. You know, Balor, NXT champ, boom, WWE champ. Well, Universal champ for like a day. I didn't see him get hurt in the I match. Did. did you see it? Yeah, I did. I watched his match. I didn't see it. He didn't sell it. Or I didn't. I didn't notice it. It was. It was rough, man. I was watching it, and when uh, when Seth threw him into the uh, into the barricade, uh, Finn kind of turned his head a little bit to look where he was going. And you know, when you turn your head, your body follows. So his shoulder, right. his shoulder hit, man, and it was really bad looking. And uh, and you could see you could see Balor uh, pop his shoulder back and finish the match. What did you think about Brock and Orton? I thought it was fine. Like, are you talking about the finish? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay, too. Yeah. I thought Randy just kind of sold too much. Yeah. I mean, to, I mean, to me, I, he sold and then he kind of died. You know, I think he could have, I would have liked to have seen Randy come back. Like, bam, 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 come, you know, or something. And a lot of guys, that's all they do is sell and die and then. I mean, it happens a lot these days. Well, when you get over, when you're when you're already over, you tend to get lazy and you just try to make guys by just selling and selling, you know. But yeah. that's not what people want. So I mean, that was, you know, people were speculating, you know. Well, did you hear about Jericho and and? Uh, yeah, I'm dying to see what you guys Brock. think about that. I mean. Jericho and who? I saw Jericho last night with who'd he beat? Um, no, no, it was it he, was he beat Neville or something. It was what happened after the uh, after the finish of Brock and and, and Orton. No, what um, happened? Well, you know, so so Randy's laying there, you know, in a pool of blood, and uh, I guess some some of the guys were wondering if uh, Brock took liberties on him, you know, and I guess Jericho got hot and went up and was asking somebody, I think Michael Hayes, mm -hmm. if uh, you know if that was a work or if, or if that was, you know, went how it was supposed to. And uh, he, I guess he said, this is bullshit or something because Michael wouldn't tell him one way or another. Right. And uh, just as he was saying bullshit, in comes Brock. And I guess they got into, you know, chest bumping and, you know, talking shit to each other. So. I, don't, I think it was, went down exactly how they wanted to go sure. down. I think so. Those yeah. are two pros out there. I think they did exactly what oh, I, I think the outcome was exactly what they wanted. Sure. I'd be, I'm surprised that anybody would like in the back would get hot without knowing one way or another in the first exactly. place. Exactly. You know, I don't know. How about Fuge? Uncle Fuge, man. I what about him? I haven't heard. He died. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, eighty two he was. Just recently? Right? Yeah, like it was day before yesterday. Uh, come to my room. <laughs> so, like, I'll tell this story real quick. <laughs> I used to uh, go and hit hit Mr. Fuji up sometimes. 
for uh for pills or something and uh and he'd always say uh -huh, you come in my room boy son <laughs> and then he, he never said no never like, come to my room and uh you know you remember when i first came came in the company and uh i don't know if you remember i used to carry fuji's bags around for him and all the boys used to make fun of me i vaguely remember you first coming in the wwe i think i was there but yeah go ahead you think yeah, yeah but i mean i was I wondering was... if you remembered me actually carrying uncle's bags around no <laughs> <laughs> did he make you do that no i just thought it was the right thing to do it was with you it you know, was and it was. it was just how i was taught yeah, yeah it so. was Anybody who knows anything had no problem with that. Can we go back to the fact that Uncle Fuji at like 60 has pills and is like, like he's the dispensary? No, he wasn't. But I, I would just, he was, I was just always Only on the hunt. Only a group of guys, you know. Yeah, I was always on the hunt. And, you know, he, he might have been that old, but he was still on the road full time. So he, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. And that was a different time. You know? Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. It was, you know, it was it was okay. Like there, nobody cared. The office didn't care. Nobody cared. You know, so nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. No nowadays, they're dropping to the wellness policy right and left. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, if you think about it, though, uh, considering how many people are are in, under contract with the company, not that many wellness policy violations. You get a couple here and there, but I mean. Really, it seems like most people are playing by the rules. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a different culture. Yeah, and I think a lot of that's re is related to the, the less stress because the schedule's not as demanding. It's still demanding, but it ain't out of control like it was in the past. And there's the, not the pressure of never knowing when you open your check what it's going to be. Now you know what you signed up for, so. Well, you know, we were talking before about when you left the, the WWE, Scott, and there are a couple of guys that are doing that these days. Cody Rhodes opted to leave, Ryback. What do you think in this day and age of guys giving up a huge opportunity like that? There isn't a WCW to go to uh, anymore. I would, I would recommend, you know, I mean, Cody Rhodes is a talented performer. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, and I wish him luck. He's got a beautiful young wife who's talented. You know, there comes a point when I guess – he was grinding in a way there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think to reach is a point where we go, hey, I, there's other things in life. You know, he could still make a good living on the indie scene because it'd be highly in demand. Um, to me with Ryback, I think he, he, to me, he needs that big machine behind him. And I say this, I like Ryback. I talk to him. We, I give him advice. I think he needed that big machine of that TV behind him. I think his... He's really a big, huge dude, but he's not very tall, and that kind of works against him in one-on-one -on -one appearance. You know, when he's on TV and people are in arenas and they see him, oh, he's this awesome guy. When you meet him at some bingo hall, and you're gonna go, oh, he's, you know what he's gonna hear? Oh, I thought you were bigger. He's gonna hear oh, the right? worst. Oh, oh, I thought you were bigger. I get the opposite. Thought you'd be smaller. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just like the, uh, the the movie Escape from New York with Snake Plissken. Thought you were dead. Yeah, yeah, heard you were dead. <laughs> Who's calling, Scott? No, it's my daughter, Cash. She's oh, just, how's she doing? She's great. I was awesome. just down there with her last week in Orlando. She starts nursing school. She just started. So now she is in a situation where she's got all her classes are paid for. Because she got a scholarship. Wow. But 
she's going to be going to school full time and you have to intern a lot of hours in the hospital. So the only, if you get in the program, you have to agree that you're not going to work for that two year program. So I was just with her, like, we'll work out a budget, baby doll. Let me see what we can do. I'll certainly pay you. You know, I don't care. So yeah, it feels good. You know, she's got a new, we just, I got her a new car and stuff last week. So it feels feels, good. It feels good to do the dad thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you. I, was, I wasn't the... that good at the husband thing, but I'm doing okay with the dad thing. <laughs> well, you would have been on the road constantly while she was growing up. What does she say to you about that now? A little bit less with Cassidy. She's four years younger than Cody. She's 21. So by that time, I was higher up on the food chain. You know, I, I wasn't working as many days as I was when I was Razor because it's just I didn't have to. I, you know, it was in my contract less days. With Cody was the one where most of his life I was on the road. Yeah. So is Cody, Cody still in Japan? Because I, I was uh, yeah. DMing him uh, the other night, just asking him how his neck was. and He didn't really have much new to say. Yeah, he didn't have much to say to me. So I, <laughs> I guess he's doing good. I don't yeah. know. You know. Let me know when you're coming home. Um, you know, so I can stock the refrigerator. Oh, my um, God. He, it's like a horse. I mean. Uh, just oh, and never. Like he doesn't eat regularly. Like I get, I try to eat every couple of hours because that's just the way I was brought, brought, you know, taught to. He won't eat all day, but then he'll eat nonstop for four hours. Like in, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've, and the thing, what I figure, I'm immature enough to figure out the things that irritate me about him are things that I go, wow, I wonder where he learned that. I, I look at him and I go, ooh. Like, I'll go, I'll go, he's a cocky prick. And I'll go, where did he learn that? From his mother. And I go, mm. and people go, nah, you. No, Scott, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to agree with you on that because the things that irritate me about him are the same things that irritate me about you as well. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I got to go. I'm and, breaking up. By the way, and, and, and those things are? What irritates you about him? Yeah, oh, I'm going. Geez. I'm going. Talk about me behind my back. I like it better. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. Hey, Scott. What's with the? Uh, tell us about the WAW shirt you're wearing. The bad guy shirt. That's badass. The, um, well, that's that company. It's the Knight Family Company. You you worked for them over there. That's right. They had. We got TV now. So I go. I go back for three days in mid September. I do that show with you and Kev. Then I go to London. Do three shows in Norwich. Uh, they sold the TV show. Wow. So it's just regional TV, but in that area where they live, it's going to be like territory days in the U.S. That's when you great. Go, when you go to the house shows, they'll be full. A lot of people don't understand that. Uh, no, merch will sell better. The wrestling school will blow up. Things are going to get really good there. Yeah. It's just, it's just, hey. And there's, 200, there's over 200 wrestling promotions in the U.K., and they right. all thrive. And right. they all kind of respect each other's boundaries for the most part. And yeah, they work cool. together, yeah. It's really cool to see how healthy the, uh, the industry yeah. is over there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, you guys go there quite often, right? And do well, appearances or? I kind of, I don't want to overexpose myself in, in a market like, you know. Because, I mean, I'm like a special attraction now. Because I'm still <laughs> in the ring. That's a pretty good thing to well, be. I'm still in the no, ring. No, it is. Yeah, because you still wrestle. And I, I actually enjoy uh, England. I, I mean, I enjoy Europe overall. I was, I was just did a show in Germany last time I was over. Did a cut. You did did some shows around England. 
and I just love different things. I love the architecture and the different food and the, the different customs. And I like all the little things that are different, you know, so I'm, I love it over there. And Scott, Scott spent time as a child in, in Germany too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard from some of the guys that all the vehicles there are so small and all the roads are so small that you're all are crammed in the back of a car, hitting yeah, each other at every that, turn. That can suck. That's where the old timer thing comes in good and you get to sit in the front. <laughs> You know, I just throw the old timer flag, shotgun. Wow, man, it looks like uh, we're kind of getting, uh, what time is it? Yeah, I was wondering what time we started this. It's right. been such a fun conversation Scott, with you guys. So you're you're waiting, right? We, we got you on Skype here. And, yeah. and you're waiting and waiting, and I even tell these guys, if this wasn't me, he would have said, F this, and been <laughs> oh, at sushi oh, by kidding? now. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? I don't even do these effing right. things, but it's you, so I go, like, you're going, hey, can you do it? And I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. That was like last week, and then I, I say that too, and then when it comes time to do it, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I oh, I would have right. bailed on anybody to else too. I would have agreed <laughs> to do it, that not done it, you know, oh, but... Love you, buddy. I love you too, man. And, and See you this I'm, weekend. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm really happy and grateful that you did my first uh, one, so two, three, sixty, man. Thanks, bro. And I'll see Good you on Friday. You. Love you, man. See you, buddy. Love you more. Bye, bye. Oh, that was really cool to just be kind of a fly on the wall between you guys and your friendship and the stories. <sighs> There's just so I, much there to talk about. Yeah, I can't even. It's it's really hard to. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody gets an idea how much, you know, my friends and I love each other, but um, really, truly, it's it's even hard. Uh, they still don't get it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's I'm really grateful. The, these kind of relationships are what saved my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is going to be so much fun sitting down and talking with you and your friends every week. I'm just, I'm already looking forward to next week. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being here with me for that, Christy, because if it wasn't for you being here for that interview, it would have just been, you know, uh, just a normal conversation between Scott and I, and a lot of people might have gotten lost. Oh, so. well, we, we love to hear everything from you guys, and we so appreciate everybody tuning into the show today. Of course, you can catch another episode next week. In the meantime, please follow me on social media at Christy Reports on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, and you can see me doing backstage interviews and a little announcing at Paragon Pro Wrestling. Get it on the Fight TV app. I also appear on West Coast Wrestling Connection out of Portland, Oregon, and you can check that out on their YouTube page. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you can find me on Twitter at the Real Xpoc. And this Friday, September the second, Scott All, Kevin Nash, and myself will be managing the Bridgeport Bluefish in Bridgeport, Connecticut. All Hopefully, right. we'll see you there. That's cool. I can't wait to hear about that next week. Right on. Well, we will see you next week. Okay.